If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old-time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. Canadian folk music icon Gordon Lightfoot has unfortunately passed away today at the age of 84. Really? Yep. Today? Shit. It was announced just, I think, two hours ago, maybe one hour ago. Uh, so I quickly swapped out the Today in Music History because originally I had Chuck Berry here. But uh, I feel like this is pretty important. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That was a good call. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're a weekly music discussion podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Eric, how are you tonight? I am doing very well. Other than that, sad bit of news, but you just—I was having such a great day. Yeah, Cam like, came along and ruined it. I I figured it <laughs> would sorry. happen pretty soon because, like, mm-hmm. uh, he was going on tour. He had a bunch of dates scheduled, and then I think it was a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Like, just suddenly, he just like canceled all future dates. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like it was about time. Um, but mm-hmm. man, what a like, what a beast of a songwriter yeah absolutely no totally definitely a a canadian icon for sure yeah um all right eric let's let's kick this off what's your uh drink of choice for today well um today i'm drinking spinnakers uh which is from uh, a brewery out of victoria um this is the capital place where a lot of the brewing companies are in the island here um I've always been told that this is the best brewing company in like the whole island. Okay. And uh, this is my first time jumping into this. I, I don't think I've had any of their other like beers on here. Um, in fact, I don't even know if I've had any of their other ones, if I can remember. Um, so it's brewed with the finest multi barley imported hops and spinnakers own deep well aqua, uh, aquifer pure mineral water uh spinnaker's nut brown ale exhibits a refreshing like body with hints of delicate nutty flavors um so it's really good it's very smooth and it and it tastes fresh like it's almost like weird it's almost like if you were on a desert island and you were like dying of thirst and instead of chugging water i feel like you could chug this and get the same uh probably don't do that don't chug alcohol if you're on yeah, a don't. desert, desert yeah. island but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. good that's good that uh it, the bottle does look really nice or the can i mean yeah it's very like that old school style kind yeah. of like you got a little ship there too i don't know if yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see that yeah like subtly where my finger is so <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's get into some music stuff. Um, Eric, past week, anything of note that you've been listening to? Yes. So uh, I checked out. Actually, I've been listening to a lot of country recently. Um, so uh, Kip Moore released a new album, Damn Love. Uh, so that's pretty good. Uh, it almost has like a, the album cover reminds me of John Mayer's new album. Uh, with kind of like that 80s feel to it, like okay. that kind of yeah. very neon coloring to it. Uh, it's pretty good. 
uh the album like i've always been a fan of kip Moore. i've never actually really like oh this album's like insane but uh out of everything he's come out with i would say that this is probably a hit top runner for him oh for nice. sure okay um and then our canadian upcoming country star tenille towns uh released an ep called uh, train track work tapes uh so it's almost like sessioned recordings which is kind of neat uh but they're really good i i enjoyed it and uh the other thing i've i've actually watched it a, f- a few times uh was i posted on the discord uh the tiny desk concert that you two did oh, so good so good and it was so it was just the two of them and they had the choir like yeah. it's so good like if you haven't checked it out check it out it's it's really worthwhile it's crazy that like U2 is definitely a stadium band, but they can still like do basically a busking set and just like mm-hmm. rip it. It's so good. Yeah, it, it wasn't like anything special either, right? Yeah. Like it's just Edge, right? I liked it how when he was just like, "All right, Edge, do an Edge thing," <laughs> and then he, then he added like echo to the guitar. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, because, like, a lot of these big bands, like, they rely so much on, like, the pyro and, like, the big stages and the lights and everything. Like, like a band like Kiss. Like, yeah. I, imagine Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley on the side of the road doing an acoustic set. Like, it'd be... Nobody it'd be would care. <laughs> it'd be an absolute train wreck. But, yeah. like... Wait, what do we do? <laughs> Play. Play a song. I, I would never see Kiss unplugged. I couldn't do it. It's weird, right? Yeah. They did it, but it's weird. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? Like, rock and roll all night. Like, you know you know how at the end of that song, the chorus just keeps repeating for, like, yeah. it seems like an eternity? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. an acoustic version of that would sound terrible. I'd be so bored. <laughs> yeah, well, because it'd be like, all right, go to the next song (laughs) (laughs) yeah um cool anyways anything else that's it uh for me so i went back and revisited the um oasis or the fake oasis ai album the Mm -hmm. lost tapes i think it's called aces a a A S I S. I don't know. I don't even know how to pronounce that thing. But uh, for those of you who weren't here, I think it was last week that we talked about it. Basically, this band they wrote a bunch of uh, tracks in the in the style of Oasis, and then they mm-hmm. uh, got an AI to basically recite their lyrics in um, in the tone of Liam Gallagher. And surprisingly, like a second, third listen of this, it, it was like it wasn't that bad. Like, hmm. I quite enjoyed the album. Obviously, like, I never, I don't have like that connection to it. It felt more like background music to me. Hmm. But it was still really, like, it was still really interesting that something like that exists and also is probably going to exist further down the line. Like, there's going to be so many like different iterations of something like that. Hmm. I still like, like it's just such a and a friend of ours from grown-up gaming listened to our last podcast and kept calling us boomers or me more so a boomer <laughs> you a half a boomer he said but i don't i i don't know like it's like what's the point in even having real musicians anymore then 
<laughs> when AI can just recreate, like, you know what? I want uh, Andrea Pacelli to play, uh, make me a song with Andrea Pacelli singing Detroit Rock City. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so <laughs> sick. Honestly, the possibility is just like, I want, I want Pavarotti with Jimi Hendrix on a song yeah. together. Like, it'd yeah. be so cool. <laughs> I want Bob Dylan to do a duet with Pavarotti. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That'd be the funniest thing ever. Right? Yeah. Just... <laughs> and then here we here's my friend. <laughs> and then oh, or whatever, right? On it, That'd like... be an interesting twist. Yeah, I don't like know. I feel like for entertainment wise, yes, yes. it would be entertaining to see Bob Dylan make a song with Pavarotti. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but is it something you're going to be like, oh, like what if it's so good? And things that break the mold, break the internet. And it's just like, like for instance, walk off the earth. They're, they're like, nobody knows they exist anymore really because they, they kind of like fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> They walked off say. the earth, yes. Yeah, they walked off the earth. But when they released that YouTube video of them, all five of them on the one guitar, like they blew up and they became mm -hmm. like crazy famous, right? And I think they still are big, but not as big as they were right. when that cover came out. So you make this song. Let's just use this for an example because we've created it for ourselves. <laughs> Pavarotti and Bob Dylan. Okay. Make a hit single from AI Machine. So what does that mean then? Does that mean that that's just, it's just that song becomes famous? Like who's getting the credits? Like, is it just the person that typed into the AI, that idea? Do <laughs> uh, they get the credits? Like, will we get the credits if that song makes it big because we said it first on this podcast? That's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely, <laughs> definitely would get royalty checks for sure. Um, but I guess in general public like obviously that increases the interest in bob dylan and pavarotti mm -hmm. like people are going to be like oh who's these brand new like the kids these days would be who's like these brand new artists? who are these brand new artists that i've never heard of before right if it's like a hit song there's obviously yeah. going to be like little children who don't know who those two are uh so it'll increase uh their famousness um and obviously the person who put it together will become more famous or, or at least but, be, but they didn't put it together though <laughs> uh, machine did it the for one them. who prompted the ai mm -hmm. to put it together would get more exposure to probably do more stuff or like mm -hmm. at, at the very least oh what's this person going to mash up together next time right mm -hmm. at the very least what's this person idea like thought process as we could think of like see how easy that was we didn't see and that's that's what i'm talking about like the the amount of work that went into that idea was yeah. this this ale right here the creative juice and and literally i just thought of bob dylan Pavarotti. right yeah. we both came up with this decision together didn't take what maybe a minute yeah a minute maybe a minute of bantering and then we would implement that into a machine and it does it for you though. That's the thing. <laughs> you're not doing anything. Yeah. You're not doing anything, but yeah. there is a certain level of entertainment that comes out of it 
that mm-hmm. there is there is an entertainment value there, but at the same time, it's sort of like junk food. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, it's not a. It's, it's not a, a quick, blo- yeah, quick dopamine fix. Yeah, it's not like a blowing in the yeah. wind where you're like, oh shit, this is what life's all about, right? Like, yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing like a deeper meaning to it. It's literally just two people that shouldn't be like t- together. Mind you, I do believe Pavarotti and Friends, like his multiple concerts that he had, and I think there were live albums, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure Bob Dylan was actually a guest at one point. Probably. Because uh, there was Pavarotti and the Spice Girls, but now that I think about it, here, I'm going to look this up. Pavarotti and Bob yeah. Dylan. I'm sure this exists. There has to be. It'd be interesting just to take people that hate each other, like, you know, <laughs> and just like, you know, David Gilmore and makes a song with Eric, one of the Gallagher know. brothers. Eric. Oh, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Googled it. Someone already did it. What? Someone already did Bob Dylan and Pavarotti? Yeah. Pavarotti and Bob Dylan sing the hits. The hits. What hits? <laughs> Summer loving from the musical Grease. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay, so obviously we won't get the credits then. What the? Because f- we've established frick? that this has already come out. They sang the Grease. Like the that's f- even. See, that's even more ridiculous. That's even more <laughs> ridiculous. Like what's? Who the fuck put Pavarotti and Bob Dylan in Grease? what the hell i can't do good impersonation of those two so i apologize no, that, that, was, that was pretty spot on i'd say I'm, I'm butchering it but i thought we came up with a pretty original idea but apparently someone's already done this and here we go, uh, some of the What the hell? Oh, man, that is funny. Uh, well, we're talking about the uh, Risa Lightning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What the you know what would be amazing i actually like this would actually be hilarious and i would do like i probably waste so much time uh (laughs) is if this is implemented in actually like cinematic movies like if you can just be like i want the grease movie (laughs) (laughs) to star jeff goldblum uh the rock (laughs) <laughs> and just like just you know what i mean <laughs> and it just it just gener- generates this movie for you that you can watch oh, you know what yeah. i would love to watch top gun with <laughs> with pavarotti as the main character <laughs> no it should be like danny devito or something uh-huh. <laughs> something like that yeah <laughs> oh my god my mind is blown right now i can't believe people are already doing this yeah that's so oh my god that's so weird anyways back to the discussion about this <laughs> fake oasis um mm-hmm. i don't know it's like very much junk food music it's like mm-hmm. 
you listen to it and it's like pretty cool, but like there's nothing beyond that. Hmm. So do you think this is going to be a fad then? Because you've yes. actually taken a listen to these things. Yes, for sure. This is going, it's so much, it's so much easier to create AI music than like, you know, writing it yourself, recording it yourself, producing it yourself, mastering it yourself. Like it's so much easier just to write in prompts and be like, oh, change bar 54 to different whatever. And like, put it in put in more guitar here or like i need a drum fill in this section like it's so much easier just to write prompts you don't even need to pick up an instrument because like yeah you, you could just get the proper plug-in to make it sound like a real instrument hmm. yeah i don't know the boomers coming out of me saying i don't like this but I, but it's like I, I i see this being like 3d tvs right Ooh, are you sure mm, you don't think so no, I think three T three D TVs were definitely a fad, but like mm. because there wasn't anything to watch, there wasn't a reason to watch anything in three D at home. Mm -hmm. Even in theaters, I don't see why you need to watch something in three D. I like hate three D. Yeah, God, it was cool at the beginning of it. Then I was like, this is gonna get this is gonna get washed out. But you don't think that's gonna happen in music? All these like weird AI. No, I don't think so. I think it'll, I think it will take over. I think it'll be the majority of music that people listen oh, to. That's shitty. See, and and like, what happens if I create a song, and then now it's like, well, this AI already generated it. So is that copyright then? Uh, well, with the current laws today, no, because anything mm. AI generated is not covered, cannot be copyrighted interesting yeah okay uh, so it'll take like 50 years before copyright law catches up but anything an ai produces is not copyrightable that's interesting yeah so technically then you're gonna have these musicians then yes that are like i listen to this i'm gonna write it <laughs> yeah. yeah you could do that interesting mm -hmm. um but yeah, um, I, we might as well go straight into the music news because it's sort of yeah. on, on the on the topic. But a as we're rambling on, <laughs> yeah, a fan a fan of the Beach Boys has released an AI completed version of the Beach Boys unfinished album Smile. Smile was originally the follow up to Pet Sounds, but under the weight of Brian Wilson's perfectionism, mental instability, and drug use, the album never finished. A shortened version was released in 1967 called Smiley Smile. Uh, Brian Wilson would re-record the material for 2004's Brian Wilson Presents Smile. And in 2011, the Beach Boys released The Smile Sessions, a hypothetical reconstruction pulled from the original album sessions. But this is technically the very first fully completed album, uh, even though it was completed by AI. Mm. So, what do you think about that being... <laughs> Like there's so many, there's so many like what if type of albums. Actually, I, I found a, um, there was a video on YouTube where it's Kurt Cobain singing like basically the greatest hits. And it's like, mm -hmm. uh, we will rock you. We will rock you sung by Kurt Cobain. And like, uh, I think it was like a rage against the machine sung by Kurt Cobain. Like there's like all this mm -hmm. crazy shit. And like, what would Kurt Cobain sound like today? And like, 
Hmm. All this like what if type of like music that's coming out now. Interesting. I I mean, you know, obviously Brian Wilson's not as good as AI technology. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing you saying. That's what I'm hearing that you are saying and that that's a controversial statement. <laughs> Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson is not as good as AI. As AI. There you go. <laughs> um I don't know it's... because there's so it is many. In, it is interesting, but it, but I go. I still go back to that. Like I, I feel like we live in this world now where just like everything's at our fingertips, and that it's like what if what if moments are like conversational pieces, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like it's like wouldn't it be cool if these musicians got together? It's like yeah, and then you would think like to yourself like what would that sound like, right? But now it's achievable. <laughs> But, but it's like, it just deflates a conversation, right? Where, where I feel like we're pushing away from, like, like the social interaction, actually like one-on-one -on -one mm. or these creative idea flows, right. right? Because like, if I go like, what's this, do you know, someone in the group's going to be like, well, give me a minute. This is what it's going to sound like. And then it's like, okay, thanks. Thanks. You just killed, killed the mood. <laughs> yeah. Cause like. You could do, I don't know, what if Red Hot Chili Peppers had a different singer? Like, what yeah. would that sound like? like you, you could do shit like yeah. that. Janis Joplin <laughs> and Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy because, like, yeah, there's definitely, like, music out there that the original artist never fit. Like, I'm thinking, like, Jimi Hendrix stuff. Like, and this sort of goes in line with, like, all those albums that came out after the artist died like people mm -hmm. are just like finishing off songs or re-recording like putting bits and pieces together and and doing that i always never liked that whether it be like hendrix or tupac or notorious big or uh who else oh elvis like there's tons mm -hmm. of stuff that like came out after they died and it's just like this it's weird that they're still releasing music um mind you like i think the david bowie album's coming out pretty soon and there's a prince album in the works so like maybe i might be interested in listening to that stuff but this sort of takes it like further because it's like they're definitely never going to finish it or they are no longer with us but they did intend on releasing more music or finishing mm -hmm. it uh what would have it sounded like potentially like and and that's the thing right like i don't mind it if like an art like for instance gord downey's album right. with bob rock right yeah. they've been recording that for like years since he passed away mm -hmm. so uh, and and i don't think it's a matter of that the album's finished or not i think it was just like they probably had an intention of having a set amount of songs and it was probably not mixed um but the like i can't wait for that to come out because it's like he was recording in like his prime of songwriting mm -hmm. at that time so uh i'm interested as a fan and just like you're interested as prince and that but then when you start adding like ai to it then it just it just cuts off that layer of creativity right yeah 
Oh man, I don't know. It's inevitable. It's just it's it is inevitable. Over. It's gonna take over. It's definitely it, gonna it, take over. And it will. And and I think it's such a great tool for mixing songs. Mm-hmm. Or or even it's if it's like I could see changing little bits in here, like ah, uh, uh, like pick up this drum fill or something, right? And then it's just like oh, that's cool. Especially like if you're in the math, like the final mixing part of it, you don't want to record anymore, right? right. I, I can understand. Oh, like let's just fill in this little spot, yep. right? Instead of having the musician actually punch in, but um, yeah, it's just I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that it's it's the more technology advances, the more we're killing social interactions with people. And I know that's like a deeper topic and that's not like a topic of music, but I feel like, um, you know, like, oh, like, uh, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies like we do this sometimes. Like, oh, what would be the ultimate? I think we had this on this show, like name the ultimate band. Mm. Yeah. And you had to pick the band members, right? But now some guy is going to ruin that fun <laughs> and just type in it on us. Make a... me the ultimate band. <laughs> Make me the ultimate band and give me the song covering Grease Lightning from Grease. <laughs> and then it's going to do it for you, right? And then it's just going to be like, well, what's the point in even hanging out with people anymore? <laughs> We're actually talking about this. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in other news, Grimes, uh, electronic musician, has given her permission for her voice to be used in AI music. Uh, she has given it away without penalty uh, because she has no record label and no legal bindings. So I think a lot of people like Drake or The Weeknd or like any of the major labels are like right now trying their damnest to be like, we need to copyright the your voice or like your signature style or whatever. Uh, but Grimes has sort of gone the other way and said like anyone can use my voice for whatever music you want to create with AI. So like it's it's the other side of the argument because it's like mm. you know as an artist you you definitely want to control like your art and stuff. But then on the other side of it, like can you is there even a point in in doing that? Well, that and 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 it would be like we said earlier, right? And I know I know people are gonna think that I'm a boomer, but like it's gonna probably completely cut my whole argument. But it it is good for promotional stuff. Like yes. like yep. no matter what what you do or yeah, use my voice, right? Because then people are gonna be like, oh, whose voice is that? And then they'll look up the band, right? Or or the artist or whatever. Yep. so it is like that's a pro like it's it's free advertisement for you mm-hmm. yeah i don't know the whole you can't copy just to be clear you can't copyright your voice uh so yeah. people are free to do whatever they want um but unless you're like someone super iconic sounding like yeah. i don't know like uh christopher walken's voice <laughs> you know you know what? I'm gonna get an AI to generate Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken singing the soundtrack to Greece. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's what it, I want. You know, it probably exists already. If you've thought it, I feel like someone's already done it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, summer loving. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
I guess on the topic of uh, copyright and, and taking down all these fake songs by major artists, um, there is a brand new uh, Pirate Bay style of site or, or startup, Beatly Music. It's a new startup that will allow you to upload AI-generated music without fear of its removal. Uh, through some legal loopholes and anonymous uploads, they are able to avoid uh, removal requests and lawsuits. So... You know, Spotify, Apple Music over the past few weeks, maybe a few months, um, have complied with any takedown notices by the major labels. Uh, same thing mm. with SoundCloud. I think Twitter and Instagram, too. Like, most of the social media companies are complying with takedown notices. Um, but this Beatly Music is a brand-new startup, and uh, they're looking to basically be a safe haven for, for AI-generated music. Interesting. Another app. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i am maybe i am getting old um, maybe i'm like these you damn kids in your apps <laughs> I, I just yeah i don't know i i don't think the music industry has ever been successful with uh enforcing laws slash suing people uh to get their way or you know getting in the way of innovation uh, so I don't really have much hope in them stopping anyone from uh, creating this AI music. <laughs> they won't. Yeah, they won't. It's so like 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 you said, like copyright laws are so far behind. Like they're years behind. Like even even back in the fifties, they were years behind. Yeah, and people exploited the shit out of it. <laughs> right, and and it's still like that too, probably today. Right. Yep. yep. But just in different ways. Um, oh, in more legal news, uh, Roger Waters courts have sided with Roger Waters. He will now be allowed to play his show in Frankfurt amid anti-Semitism disputes. The court's official statement is that, uh, symbolism manifestly based on that of the national socialist regime combined with the tasteless tastelessness of choice of venue which uh, is on historical grounds where 3,000 Jews Jewish men were rounded up and abused later deported to concentration camps the concert uh, sorry in light of all that the concert should still be viewed as a work of art and there are not sufficient grounds on which to justify banning waters from performing uh, so I don't think I ever I didn't realize this in, in our previous discussions about this, but the actual venue itself was apparently a uh, pre-concentration camp. So the actual grounds where Roger Waters is going to play his show was actually a, like basically a community center or like, you know, a building where they actually detained 3000 Jewish men to be sent to the concentration camp. <laughs> so oh, sort of adds an extra layer to the yeah. whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, the courts have decided that, uh, they are going to treat his performance as a work of art, therefore, uh, not covered in their, um, anti-Nazi or, um, anti-Semitism mm -hmm. laws that Germany is very strict about. That is insane. <laughs> like that is actually, it's, that's like an insane court ruler there. There's so much in play too, that I would never have thought would have come into play for this court case. <laughs> Man. It's, it's crazy. I mean, on one hand, uh, 
let him play and people mm-hmm. can decide on whether they're going to buy concert tickets and go and see him. Uh, but on the other hand, Roger Waters is a British citizen, so I don't know what the fuck he's doing, like disrupting mm-hmm. German law. Like, that's yeah, it's not his country. If it was, if it was, this was like England, maybe he's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is my country. I like, I don't agree with the laws of my country, but like, he's going to someone else's country and starting all this shit up. Yeah, it's yeah, you make a very good point. It's a valid point, actually, because uh, again, like we as Canadians can say this is what's wrong with our country, right? Because yes. we've lived here, we've experienced it, right? But like he hasn't lived in Germany, <laughs> he has no idea what the, what what it's like living there. Yeah, right. It's nuts, but whatever. He he gets to play in Frankfurt, Germany. His show, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll sell out. I'm sure people will go and see him, but uh, yeah, I think that might be the end of uh, his uh, his uh, saga. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, other old people that are still touring, uh, the Who, have stated that they probably won't tour the U.S. ever again. Um, a bit of an issue that they are facing is that the now 80-year-old rockers are not able to afford insurance due to the post-COVID era of touring. Because of their age, insurance companies are either refusing to insure them or are charging them uh, an extra premium uh, to insure them. So the Who Interesting. will not be touring the U.S. ever again, or at least they don't see themselves touring the U.S. ever again. That's very interesting. But I don't know. The Who? Would you want to see The Who today? No. <laughs> but The Who, when they started and, like, you know, when they were Keith in their Man. prime, 100%. Yeah, yeah. With Keith Man, yeah. I would go see them. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> um, but, anyways, you have missed your chance if you live in North America. To see the who. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, let's see what we got here. Oh, uh, we did talk about Eddie Van Halen's Kramer red, black, and white striped guitar that was going to be sold uh, on an auction. Uh, well, his guitar has gone for the expected $4 million. It has been sold. $4 million. Yeah, it is actually not the most expensive uh, guitar ever sold. It is still up there, though. Uh, Kurt Cobain's Mustang sold for $4.55 million. Uh, that was the guitar he used in the Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Uh, and Kurt Cobain's Martin D18E, used for the MTV Unplugged, went for $6.01 million. See, I always thought that was, like, that's hilarious how because Kurt Cobain yes you could say he was a guitar player but like was he guitar like was he like like it just doesn't make sense to me how his guitars have sold more than Van Halen's yeah it's nuts it's it's it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense you know what's funny about Kurt Cobain we always say like was he a good singer was he a good guitar player and yet he is potentially one of the greatest musicians of all time <laughs> i think he was an like his songwriting 
is like impeccable. Like, like I think it's it was almost like you could argue that it was almost at the level of like a Bob Dylan style song, mm-hmm. with in terms of but but it was more dark and grittier, right? Yeah. But his guitar playing, like like he's just like like if you take away <laughs> the bass and the drums of of Nirvana, and if it was just Kurt Cobain, he would be just a folk singer, like a singer songwriter. That's yep. all he would be, right? So. Like I would never expect Bob Dylan's guitar to sell for <laughs> that much money, <laughs> but that's that's what like Eddie Van Halen should be way up there. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, like one of the most innovative guitar he players invented, ever. He invented, he <laughs> invented tapping. <laughs> he invented a guitar technique called tapping. <laughs> yeah. And it's a pretty iconic looking guitar too. It's like that's such a nice guitar. And, and it's funny because anybody who listens to rock music, I have that actual like uh, frame with all the famous guitar mm. guitars throughout like rock and roll history. And and it was just like my my father in law was like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> it's like yes, <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's iconic, yeah. right? I bet you if I put up. If I just showed a picture of Kurt Cobain's guitar, nobody would be able to. Yeah, his Martin. Yeah, his Martin play. acoustic. Yeah, it looks like any no, other Martin. It'd be like I don't know, I don't know, Eric Clapton. All <laughs> 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 right. So uh, that that's crazy. That is actually crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's still sold for In four million, which is a lot of money. Um. I, oh, I think it should like Kurt Cobain should be. Maybe a billion. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot to mention this in the old people who are still touring, but Carl Palmer of Emerson, Lake and Palmer has announced that his upcoming tour called Welcome Back, My Friends, will be him on drums playing with backing tracks of the late Keith Emerson and the late Greg Lake. So mm. if you go see uh, Carl Palmer's tour, of uh welcome back my friends it will literally just be him on drums and backing tracks why would anybody want to see that (laughs) i i don't know like i don't know why he needs to do this to be honest like it's such technical progressive rock music like why do i why would i see this yeah, and like I feel like even if you like for drumming, it's very odd. Like I'm gonna go <laughs> see a drummer play over a track. Like that's very strange to me. But I I don't even think I would go see like if it was like, you know, uh, Eric Clapton. I'm gonna play just over and solo over a backing track of the songs and it's just Eric Clapton. Like I would be like, why why aren't you just playing your acoustic guitar? <laughs> <laughs> right? <They're> like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Seems <laughs> it seems weird. I don't know. People just making strange decisions these days. Um mm-hmm. oh the uh the proclaimers uh, their hit, I'm Going to Be 500 Miles, has been removed from the 28 songs on the Department of Digital Culture, Media, and Sports 
public coronation celebration playlist on Spotify. So apparently, uh, because of uh, Prince Charles's coronation, they have released a Spotify playlist of their 28. I think it's their favorite songs, but it could be something else. But anyways, uh, they've removed the proclaimers. I'm going to be 500 miles because the band is very anti uh, anti royalty. Um, and they have protested against their song being on the playlist. <laughs> wow, that is that is blasphemy. <laughs> that is blasphemy that they did that. Yeah, like I'm sorry, with somebody like Queen Elizabeth with class, <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna say with class, she is one of the probably the only royalty person that like our lifetime or the next generation's lifetime will ever see with such class has like, <laughs> like who cares? But, who but cares not, if they're anti-royal? It's not, uh, it's not for Queen Elizabeth though. It's for uh, Mr. Prince Charles that they're protesting. Yeah, Prince Charles. Yeah. Who has, I don't think he should have a say on anything, <laughs> but so my question is, is uh, that punk band. Oh, Sex that, Pistols. Oh, what the hell is it? Sex Pistols, are they on there? No, 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 no. These are all like British, like for for the for the king type of songs. Oh, king and country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For king and country, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, uh, but it's not. I don't think they. Uh, it's based on like a recent incident. I'm pretty sure like the Proclaimers over 20, 30 years have always been like anti-monarchist. Yeah. Well, they're from Scotland, so the Scottish <laughs> have always been trying to get get away from the crown yeah. ever since the Jacobite Republican, <laughs> which didn't go so well for them. I just it's just weird that they included it on their uh, ce- coronation celebration playlist. Like they should have probably thought that through. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'd be. Could you have the list there of who's on the playlist? Uh, I could probably look it up. Hold on. Give me a second. Yeah, look it up quickly because I'm very intrigued to see who's on there. <laughs> and to see if they're actually like full kick and country. Or if they're just like <laughs> random ass songs that Prince Charles wanted on there. Yeah. Oh, these Prince. are weird. Okay, these are fucking weird <laughs> songs. Uh, Come Together by The Beatles. Okay. Uh, Daddy Cool by Bonnie M. Okay. I feel like this is like Prince Charles's favorite songs. A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. Let's <laughs> Coldplay is on the list. Uh let's oh, man. Let's Dance, David Bowie, uh Celestial Ed Sheeran, One Day Like This, Elbow, Mr. Blue Sky, Electric Light Orchestra. <sighs> what the fuck? Starry-eyed El Goulding. Let's see who else is here. Treat People Kindness, Harry Styles. Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. That might just be to appease the uh, the kids these days. Um, yeah. Our House by Madness. Oh, our boy, It's a Beautiful Day by Michael Buble. <laughs> Michael Buble is on the list. How did like, he? So, so maybe because it's a part of the Commonwealth. Uh, yeah, because the Pet Shop Pet Shop Boys are here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Commonwealth. Uh, I don't know. We are we are the champions, Queen. Um, say you'll be there, Spice Girls. 
Love Rain Over Me, The Who, Green Green Grass of Home, Tom Jones. Those are the only other ones I recognize. Um, I don't know. This seems like a strange list. It, it's probably like, we need youth to support us. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we'll get to them. Yeah, but they have like... Uh, I guess Harry Styles is hip with the kids, right? But yeah, but I all those songs that you've listed aren't like come together. I would say yeah, everybody knows that song. But like, I'm gonna be like, I feel like I have to defend the Proclaimers here. <laughs> but it's just like one of those songs where as soon as you put it on and you hear the bump bump bump, everybody knows it and everybody loses it. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether that just happens in Canada, but I'm sure it happens in the United States. I'm sure it happens like everywhere in the world. Like mm-hmm. this song, it's just like, oh, I like, <laughs> and then everybody goes, da 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 da, right? Yeah. Everybody does. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird playlist. I don't know. That is a very strange playlist. I don't know. They didn't even put Adele on it, strangely enough. What did Adele? What what song? No, I mean like they didn't. Oh, they didn't. They oh. didn't put an Adele song, which I would have expected. That would have been like an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What are we at time? Uh, let's do one more. Uh, let's do it. A survey conducted in the U.S. revealed that fifty percent of vinyl buyers don't own a record player; they simply purchase it as a souvenir. I'm one of those 50%. And in fact, I, but technically, I don't know if I classify because I, the vinyls that I've been given, I only have three of them, <laughs> three vinyls, and they've been given to me as gifts. Mm, that's a little different. Yeah. 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 No, these are specifically vinyl buyers, people who buy vinyl. Okay. I don't know. I, I get there's a certain, percentage of the population that are collectors they just like collecting shit mm-hmm. but like 50 percent of vinyl buy- buyers don't even like own a record player to play the record that they bought that's mm. that seems odd yeah that is that is very odd to me like as much as i probably would blow my money and become poor and homeless <laughs> if i had a vinyl player uh but i'm not gonna buy a vinyl if I don't have a vinyl player, I, I will accept them as gifts <laughs> and I will put them on the wall as wall art. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah. Like, like having one or like one, two, three of your favorite albums just as wall art. That makes sense to me. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you just buy vinyl just to like store it or like put it on a bookshelf. That's a, seems weird. It's sad. <laughs> it's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's put a pin in that. Let's save the rest of these for for next time, uh, and we'll move on to the album review. So this week, uh, the album that we are going to be discussing is uh, "In Between Thoughts: A New World" by Rodrigo and Gabriela. Uh, it is their seventh studio album, released on April twenty first, twenty twenty three. Rodrigo and Gabriela are a Mexican acoustic guitar duo taking heavy influences from flamenco, rock, and metal. 
So, Eric, mm. your thoughts on this album? Because this is definitely not a mainstream release. Uh, yes. But it is the seventh studio I, album. So they're sort of indie, sort of. I I have never heard of these guys before, mm. ever. Um, so uh, when you put this on, I actually thought it was actually that Rodrigo girl. Um, oh, Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> Yeah, Olivia Rod. I thought it was like Rodrigo and another artist like oh, that did a collab. Okay. okay. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. So when I start, when I first listened to it, I was like, what the fuck? Is this? <laughs> Just because I I had something visioned in my head, uh, but that was my own, uh, you know, never judge a book by its cover. But I I totally like overthought that. Um, but uh, so, so when I listened to it, I was like, "This is this is not this girl Olivia Rodrigo." Uh, so I I had to take a little break and then listen to it again, um, and uh, I I quite enjoyed it. I I feel like this album is not going to be for everybody, uh, just because most like it's pretty much instrumental, um, and uh, I I mean. I thought it was cool. Like I love flamenco style guitar playing. I really respect it. Uh, and just some of the stuff that they play in this album is very difficult to play on clean tones. Mm. Um, especially in like the time signatures, the, uh, the tempo that they're playing at. Uh, but like, I, I just, I also feel like I enjoyed it, but I feel like for the common listener, it would be easily forgettable. Like, I, I don't think I would ever recommend being like, hey, you like, if you like Latin music, go check out this band. You'll like it. I feel like most generic people want lyrics yeah. um, or the common folk uh, want, want something to sing along to. Most no, I didn't mean that as a controversial. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> just called a bunch of people generic. <laughs> generic people okay i i meant the common listeners are gonna want like the hooks to sing along to god damn it uh always there to keep me humble always there to keep me humble. um yeah i i just feel like it's not it's not gonna be for those people but if you're a musician i feel like it's like hey uh if you like spanish uh music you should check out this band they're really good. And uh, I have been listening to a lot more other stuff other than this album. Um, not like doing a deep dive of their albums, because I'm sure somebody, a super fan might say like, oh, I think this is their better album. I've been just kind of listening to their hits. Mm -hmm. um, and I've enjoyed what I've listened to so far. But I mean, like, this is perfect music to put on in the background and, and gets kind of stuff done, like productivity music. Uh, but I, I actually quite enjoyed it. Like it was almost like that calm feel. Like, like I, it almost like you could escape into like a Spanish esque kind of like mm -hmm. villa in Spain or Mexico or something, right? Yeah. But also, it wasn't like that. It didn't feel old school. It it felt very modern. Mm -hmm. There were like a lot of like very modern like guitar effects that they used and a lot of modern production mm -hmm. techniques that they had on this album. So, um. I, yeah, the problem with this, I've seen them live before. That's sort of like why I picked up on this because, mm. like, I I do enjoy like their live shows. But 
I, this album definitely their musicianship is like on another level. Like they're so talented and like what they can play, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a there wasn't a hook on this album. There was no like standout yeah. song where I was like, oh, that's like that's the hit single or that's the one that I want to put on repeat for like hours. It sort of just I hit play and then I got to the end and I just like repeated the album again. There wasn't mm-hmm. like track six. I need to listen. Like what just happened there? I need to like rewind and like play it again. Or I didn't, I didn't feel like any of these songs were like standout songs. So that was like my biggest problem with this album as like, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. It was very good background music. Like you could just put it on and it's just like so nice to listen to. But there just wasn't like a hook on this one, mm-hmm. which is like unfortunate because they're super talented. They and and they are very talented. And uh, I, again, when I thought it was Olivia Rodrigo, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting." I don't know who this Gabriella person is, but <laughs> it must be somebody famous. And like, I, I, I anyways, um, uh, I I do agree. There is nothing that's very memorable about this album that I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, that song is sick. Like, you got to check this out. Uh, in in terms of, like, what I'm talking about, how, like, it, it's a good album for musicians who are just, like, into that clean kind of technical playing. Um, like, I would recommend listening to this band mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, maybe this album, like, like I do want to, like, listen to more of their music but uh yeah it just yeah i don't know what i'm trying to say here it it was like it was just good there wasn't anything to complain about on this album it just there wasn't anything that i would say oh you yeah as you said you don't you i wouldn't recommend a specific song to anyone because it's like they all sort of were nice yeah, and and you know what? I would recommend going to see these guys live, mm-hmm. probably. Like, I don't know how your experience was, but I feel like they would put on like a good, like, entertaining show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty good. I, I feel like they would be better in like a smaller venue. I sort of saw them in a stadium opening. I think they were an opening act, but uh, yeah, the yeah the the live show is really fun. Like I'm picturing like a live scenario, like a bar or a pub. Yeah, yeah. Like that really would cool. be like perfect for these guys. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, okay, let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, final thoughts, ratings for this album. Uh, I mean, I I'm intrigued to go listen to their other stuff, uh, which I have been. Uh, so, uh, but this album as a whole, like if if I. <laughs> And I didn't mean that as a negative context, but if I am to recommend this to the generic <laughs> quotes in quotes, uh, I would probably not recommend listening to these guys. Um, yeah. But however, I did enjoy the album um, for what it was. So I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm actually right there with you. Six out of 10. Just because, like, yeah, there just wasn't, there wasn't anything that I I had to go back and listen to. There was mm-hmm. never that moment on this album, but there was never anything like that's terrible or I'm bored of this album. There was never that moment either. Yeah. So, 
yeah, six out of ten for me also on that one. All right, perfect. So that was uh, In Between Thoughts, a new world by Rodrigo and Gabriela. Uh, for those of you following along with us every single week, uh, the album that we are going to be uh, discussing for next week. Um, and because we, we sort of ran out of new albums, there wasn't a new album for this week. So we're going to go back a few months. Uh, but it is uh, Miley Cyrus's brand new album, Endless Summer Vacation. Uh, which I don't know. It's been making the rounds on on billboards. So I'm I'm interested to see what this album is going to be. I, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say anything else that's controversial. So I'm just <laughs> going to hold my thoughts. I'm holding my thoughts. <laughs> that flower song is very um, disco-y, I would say. Yeah, it's about that song, but that's not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> it's very generic, I would say. But yeah. Uh, anyways, we'll we'll mm-hmm. discuss "Endless Summer Vacation" by Miley Cyrus uh, next week. Alrighty, uh, so ooh, this is not lined up again. Here we go. So we did have two controversial statements for this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said Brian Wilson is not as good as AI, uh, which is quite blasphemous, but might be true. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and Eric <laughs> did say that most generic people want lyrics in their music, so insulting like 90% of all music listeners. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I love you guys. I'm just talking. I'm, I'm just looking out for you. Like, I don't want you to waste your time. You know, like I, I know what you guys want. I know Generic what you guys people want. You. So. No, <laughs> not at all. I feel like when we make it to a level of fame, we're going to have t-shirts with shit that I say on them. <laughs> and people are going to be around being like, yeah, I support this idiot, this big, big idiot. <laughs> um, so. Anyways, uh, mm. that's basically it. That's the podcast. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast here on twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast every Monday at 10 p.m. ET, uh, 7 p.m. PT. Uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, all those places where you get your podcast. Um, I think that's about it. I think the only conclusion we came to uh, this week is that AI is uh, going to take over the world and our copyright laws are terrible. Um, and um, yeah. and that we're just a bunch of boomers, or at least I am. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's a pretty good uh, way to end this thing. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. Thank you.